0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on tuesday the 13th of september i'm joined today by lacey smith who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there lacey how are you doing today
1: good how are you peter
0: Yeah, very well, thank you, very well. Um, So, um, today's Watson's Daily.
1: The story that I found really interesting was that staff are refusing to return to offices at this time. Um, So in that, sorry, in that (laughs) article, (laughs) they stated that 75% of employees have been declining new contracts that didn't guarantee fully remote work. Um, I found that number really shocking 75 percent mm. that is that's a, a, that a high
0: number isn't it that yeah
1: it really Sorry. is it seems like 75 <laughs> that's all right
0: yeah, yeah. it
1: seems like 75 is a really high number of people that want fully remote work that's what got me I'm like I understand a lot of people probably want at least partial remote work but to say I don't want to come into an office ever is a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: insane to me honestly yeah I know a lot to of social, people, essentially. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we're just all becoming more antisocial. Thank you, COVID, making us all awkward people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, oh, it's all right. I know a lot of people who like the stability of going into the office regularly, or like Mm -hmm. who have children and it's easier to work in the office because there's less distraction. So it's just, it's different to me that so many people are at the point where they're just like, I don't want to come in at all. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. antisocial is how I would describe that pretty quickly. On the one hand, I feel like employers have the ability to hire the best candidates because if they have a larger pool to hire from by not requiring within office work, that can be beneficial. Whereas like if someone is trying to come into central London from maybe like a two hour commute, it's a lot easier to work from home at least a couple days. But to say no, they don't want to come in ever is just a little bit unreasonable in one way to me um Mm. on the other hand there's a huge benefit to the face-to-face working time that i feel like that's kind of why employers are wanting people to get back into the office is that they feel like they've lost that face-to-face value that you get
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah i mean i think that's a it's very interesting that Uh, and i i i I remember saying a few years ago so this is way before. I remember saying something along the lines of if I was ever prime minister which I'm never going to be but if I was ever prime minister I would you know try to get um, try to force companies to offer working from home because I thought it would be a a brilliant way of um, maybe uh, making the um, housing market more evenly spread across um, you know across the UK because the problem with going in and all, all, all the time is to be near. You have to be near to where you work, um, and that's why you get ridiculous house prices in London and things because more people need to live close in. Um, and I remember at the time saying that you know this would be great because it was it would help the housing crisis. It would, as in, it would uh, help lessen. Um, yeah it would help even out rather the um house pricing um, across <clears throat> across the UK um, I mean that um, it'll be a better quality of life because um if you're let's say if you've got kids you can you could take them to school and stuff I mean I know that actually this is one of the things over lockdown that many parents have actually really appreciated because and I, and I know myself you know like when you know when when my eldest was was young and I was working in the city i i actually didn't see him um at, at, you know until the weekends because i was getting up um at sort of 5ish which through the afternoon now, uh, but you know getting up at 5 um getting into the office you get to my desk sort of 6:45 or something um and then i'd be coming home at 7 7:30 30, 7, 7. 30, so i would be see him in the morning because he's asleep and i wouldn't see him in the evening because he's asleep again so any ever saw him in, on the weekend so on these things where where you can get um you know if you can work from home and you are offered um the opportunity to do this and now actually not only had an opportunity to uh taste the opportunity uh, the, the, to you know to to do this um they've got used to it as well and so and and the key thing is so have um so have improved, even the most yeah. diehards. so you know i think it's pretty amazing um that, that, that so now we are at this stage where people are actually saying no we, this is what we've got used to and actually we quite like it um yeah. but yeah I mean, you know in terms of the benefits of of, of home versus uh versus going in
1: so I do feel like there is some benefit to um, having that more remote work space. Like you said, with the having children in the house, I do think that's kind of why the four day work week is clever. Um, mm. It's, I mean, even three day, three day, four day work week could be clever because at least you're being able to see your children, like you said, not just on the weekend. That doesn't mm. solve the housing issue though. I mean, I understand. Mm we saw that shift during COVID that people started Mm -hmm. moving out of cities um, Mm -hmm. and being able, uh, you can buy larger places. You can have, like you said, Mm -hmm. better um, kind of living environment because you're able Mm -hmm. to have a garden or maybe able to live near large parks or stuff like that. And it's better for raising Mm -hmm. a family. Um, Mm -hmm. So like a four day or a three day work week doesn't really solve that issue. But Mm -hmm. at the very least, if you think about it, if you do have to go back towards the city, you would still be able to see your kids
0: which I mm. think is
1: more important honestly I think that being able to see your children and being able to have that family time is more important than focusing on where you live per se mm. but
0: mm. that's
1: coming from someone that doesn't have kids so <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> you yeah, might yeah. have different opinions on that
0: well you know like yeah. so, and, and fair enough you know but um but I do think that um this is a really uh this is it's an interesting topic um it's going to rage on and on, but I also feel that um, at the moment, the power is very much in the ways. This is why you're seeing, um, um, you know, unions being so successful. They're demanding higher wages and they're probably going to get, I mean, even if they don't get what they want exactly, they're probably are going to get higher wages because, um, because the labor market's so tight. But I think that although, clearly working from home in in some industries is, is extremely popular um i do think that um the pen way in terms of it's going to uh, swing towards the uh employers because and they're going to be able to dictate their terms and they are then i mean i know this sounds cynical but they are then going to be able to um say well okay you are uh, uh, indulging in a bit of quiet quitting um over the um you know over over the great resign over the period of the great resignation um b- but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to loudly quit you um so p 45 so and- i mean i know that sounds pretty harsh but i mean this is i think this is the reality you know the the um inflation is is going to reduce people's um spending power they're going to spend less if they spend less they buy less if Fewer people buying stuff equals less business, which equals businesses then thinking, well, we have to cut down. And um, who are you going to cut? Well, you probably cut the people who um, maybe decide to, you know, clock off. Um, yeah. And um, I feel that know.
1: it's, it's a really easy argument that, Hey, you just don't fit our business culture anymore because yeah. we have these people who are willing to come in. We have new hires that are willing to come in um, and, yeah. So you're just not cutting it anymore. You're not willing to do that face-to-face and we're not willing to work with that anymore. And I feel yeah. like that's a fairly reasonable ask in a way. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is harsh. I, I yeah. think it's harsh, but reasonable. Yeah. On the other hand, no. I do wonder if even offering some work from home could be financially beneficial to mm. employers in a way because they don't have to run their buildings when people yeah. are not in. If they, I mean, if they had like a solid, nobody comes in on mm. Monday or something, would that cut their costs in a way? Cause they wouldn't have to power everything up in the building. I don't know, but yeah. I don't feel like, I don't know if that's a good enough reason for them yeah. to cut that face to face time. That's so important.
0: Yeah. I mean, conversely though, I think it could be uh, an easy thing for companies. Hey, we pay we pay the utility bills in the office, so why not come in and warm yourself as warm warm yourselves up? Um, exactly. I mean, yeah. can, you know, talking about the benefits of air conditioning over the summer. Uh,
1: come charge. Come charge your devices in our building. Exactly. You have you can,
0: ex- exactly. Our um, electric
1: our charging screen free. You know?
0: <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I must say, I you know, when we talk about the. Uh, you know, working hours and stuff. It's a little bit uh, off, off, uh, off, piece there. But I do remember, that you know, when I was working on dealing floors, there was always so much banter going on the entire time. And I remember if you ever tried leaving early, like, I don't know, deal something to go to doctor's appointment, you could never do it. You could never leave early without people noticing as soon as you picked your bag up and started walking away people would <laughs> shout across the dealing floor they'd say oh thanks for popping in where are you going you're going to in? you know and the other one was is if you're wearing a suit oh you're going for an interview um to ask if they've got any jobs for me would you um you know honestly everyone would be standing up and and shouting and and you would never you would never be able to leave it, it was quite funny, but um but you know like really I say, puts they you go, on the oh. spot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the, it was constant, constant. Anyway, <laughs> um anyway, moving on, moving on. Um so um I thought I would picked today there was a really interesting article um in the Wall Street Journal, actually, and it really it was talking about how um Instagram is essentially having its ass handed TikTok at the moment. There was a, apparently in this, so in this uh, in this article, uh, it was talking about a, a, an inter, in a sort of internal research document or something at Meta Platforms. Uh, I think that's what it was. And yeah, um, that Instagram users are spending. Uh, sorry, people are spending ten percent of the time. On Instagram than they would on TikTok, which is a king figure, um, I think, and you know on a on a daily basis, and you know I mean the thing is Inst- Instagram obviously you know Instagram has been around longer, um, and you think, well, how's it how's it how's it managing to do that? But it seems that TikTok is just storming ahead. Um, and Instagram is being is just, you know, I don't know what they, I don't know what they're going to do, but clearly they they got to try and because um, otherwise they they really are just going to fade away potentially. Um, and one of the problems apparently is the fact that um, it's not done as well to in 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 attracting content. Creators. There's definitely a trend um, across all these platforms to pay content creators. And it seems that Instagram, for some reason, has not been able to do so. And there was another really shocking. You, I mean, if you've got. James, you should definitely read this article. Um, but basically, there was um, they talked about the example of one um, uh, you know, content creator. He's, he's you know, early 20s. And he posted a video uh, millions of views on TikTok. Uh, so more than a million views on TikTok. Now, apparently, he published the same video on TikTok, YouTube, Shorts, and Snapchat. Uh, so I'll start again. TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Lights, and Instagram Reels. Now, apparently, this video is the same video, got millions of views on every platform apart from Instagram and um, on Instagram, it got 100,000. I mean, that's a real. Honestly, sucker.
1: that's shocking to me also because I, until you mentioned YouTube Shorts, I had never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So to think that like Instagram is doing more poorly than something I had never even heard of is
0: hmm.
1: kind of a concern on Instagram's part.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really is quite amazing. I actually, I have to say, I myself have even even at my sort of wizened age, um, uh, I'm finding myself watching um, YouTube shorts. I mean, it just they just come up on my YouTube feed, and um, I f- yeah, they're, they're really good. So, yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, short form video is absolutely the way forward. But I didn't, and I think you know everyone knows that really who does who. Or who is into this kind of thing um but um uh, it really is this really does show how how important short form video is um and so yeah i mean the balls in the course of instagram i mean instagram has um uh you know the benefit of quite a lot of money and stuff behind it and it could it could do something but i don't know what it's going to do but it needs to it needs to do something quickly because otherwise yeah, they kind of well.
1: they kind of need to set themselves apart from tiktok instead of attempting to beat tiktok or be mm. tiktok um yeah. find find something else i also i wonder if there's like a demographic difference there of mm. those who are using instagram because it is a lot older of a platform than tiktok is mm-hmm. so is mm-hmm. is the different demographic kind of making the weight go more towards tiktok but mm-hmm. I feel like TikTok's not just targeted to a younger generation or a generation like Zed kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't feel like it's, it's like captured the hearts of multiple generations at this point. It's yeah, become yeah. like a universally easy thing that you can just like sit on your couch mm-hmm. and relax and look through random videos, whether it's something that you like random music or puppy videos or something, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And we recently talked about how TikTok's where like a lot of people are starting to get their news directly from TikTok instead of from yeah. news
0: sources as well. Yeah. It's worrying. Although <laughs> I know the irony of me saying that and I put it on there because I know that people want it like that, but I know also that if you expect that that is your only source, that is not a good thing. Um I mean, obviously the stuff, you know, I try like to put it out in as best I can. But you can't you can't kid yourself that by watching something for thirty seconds that you are going to be immediately you know the be all and end all of of knowledge. You need to you need the idea. I mean, certainly, I find you know the stuff that I do is I'm trying to make it interesting but short. Um, but at, like at the same time, I do know that you you know you have to put more effort in to actually get the most effort out uh to you know to get to to get the most knowledge for sure but uh, it's almost
1: harder to fit in like a full article or something like an actual news piece into like a 30 second type of situation and I do wonder if we start seeing more kind of I shouldn't use the word legitimate but legitimate news sources utilizing Mm. things like TikTok to Mm at least get people interested in the big stories that are happening do mm. we see more legitimate places doing that because mm. i mean that could be beneficial but yeah you're right no. like you don't get as much breadth of knowledge from no. watching a 30 second video
0: no and you know that's the that's the thing i mean for all this you know for all this like doing this podcast doing um the TikToks, the instagrams and all that um you know the these are all good um, and actually, I think I'd say this this podcast is good for helping people with knowledge but also how to talk about it or how this this kind of conversation happens um but you know in terms of getting the actual knowledge and most of it and trying to then really get uh the idea of the trends and things that are going on, you do need more and that's that you know that's why I say that's why I write Watson's Daily because you know, that, that gives you a balance between the breadth that you need, but also um, done in a way that you can retain, or you can understand, retain and use the information. But, I mean, that's the whole idea. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's fun to try and put, you know, put it down. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit like writing a haiku or something, you know, mm-hmm. where you've got a hell of a lot of stuff you need to say, but you've got, you've got rules that restrict how much you can say so, Only it's so many really, characters yeah it's like you know kind of distills it down to a very very uh small number uh, or whatever but uh, but anyway on that on that uh, note of uh, commercial awareness as, as haiku uh i think we'll leave it there um but anyway thank you very much lacy for today um, really uh, enjoyed uh, hearing your insights and um, we'll be back again tomorrow for more. Um, uh, for more, oh God, uh, the uh, commercial, haiku, but, <laughs> commercial awareness haiku. Uh, anyway, thank you. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> Bye.